and welcome to episode 30 of the Critical Twitch Gaming Podcast. We have just returned from the UK Games Expo in Birmingham, and we're going to tell you about all the lovely things we found. Shinies. Welcome back to episode 30 of the Critical Twitch Gaming Podcast. I'm Brian Ennis. I'm Aaron Vinsky. And I'm Joe Lewin. Who is here in the place of Colin because Colin is recovering from a his, jam overdose. An overdose of jam. <laughs> <laughs> yes. he's, he's recovering from the busiest Friday ever. And Friday? Yes. Yeah. Friday. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if, any, if anyone out there needs a three dimensional character artist, or a very sleepy man who could be used as a doorstop, please get in contact, because <laughs> the guy needs a job. Um, but he's currently preparing for an art show, don't you know? Ooh. And also recovering from our weekend of fun. Yes. But also... Organised, structured fun. Yes, yes. <laughs> I was about to say, well, my weekend was different, but no, it wasn't. We were playing games at this time, and you'll be here by this time, and you will play this person, and you will have this much fun. Yes, yes. So, so it was a very structured weekend of yeah. stuff. To be yeah, honest. we've got loads of stuff uh, coming up. If because um, we're so freeform, we're like a jazz podcast. Yeah, smooth and <laughs> <laughs> sorry, making myself laugh. Smooth, really? Yeah. Um, we will. There will be a table of contents available below no matter where you're listening to this, unless you've downloaded it, in which case below is probably your own hand, the pavement, whatever <laughs> it is that you are. So in something slightly different for us, because normally we just live in a tiny room and do our podcast in isolation from the world, uh, but we've actually gone out and met people. Yes. Um, we have some interviews that we are then going to talk about the various things. We'll also do a roundup. We're probably going to split this into multiple parts. Yeah. And you'll be able to see in the title how many parts we've actually managed to get it in. Depends how long we talk for. Yeah. Yeah. So I suppose we could start with some general impressions of the UK Games Expo. Yeah. Oh sure. my God, it was brilliant. There you go. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> um, you didn't even get to see it. You were busy elsewhere. I saw it for a day and a bit because I was rubbish on Sunday. Yeah. Actually, this is a good thing to, to do. What we're going to do, our next episode will be, we're going to release the different parts of this over a week so that you can find out while it's still fresh for us. Mm-hmm. Next week, we're going to do a full special on Joe's Dice Masters Nationals experience, etc., etc. Yes. Uh, maybe with special guests. And to tide us over in our exhaustion, uh, last week's podcast, which should have been up for a few days by now, uh, was our drunken interview with the lovely John Robertson. Yes. Um, yeah. Who very grateful for him coming down and actually spending some time with us. It was great. Um, yeah. yeah. It's absolutely brilliant to have that kind of insight into his yeah. strange brain. Um, yes. Yes. His funny brain. Yes. But definitely. also his dark as hell <laughs> when the fires go out and the demons are blindfolding you to torture you. I've pushed this too far. Uh, <laughs> yes. Wizard things. Yes. Yeah. Uh, that was great because we just tweeted at him. Yeah. After we saw the dark room, and it was awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it um, was. We may even pop a link here just so you can go. You can go and play the dark room yourself. It's not quite the same as seeing it live, it's slightly less aggressive. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, so if you're into comedy, if you're into Australian people, yeah. If you're into. Goths. Goths. 
text-based adventure games. Text-based adventure games. Or flamboyant potatoes. Flamboyant potatoes, <laughs> yes. Um, then go back, have a listen to that. Um, it's the most I've laughed in a very, very long time. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah so that's kind of a little bit of roundup there. Um, yeah, first impressions of the gaming expo then. Obviously, we dropped... This is the first time the... Um, the expo was taking place in not just in the Hilton, yeah. which is attached to the NEC in Birmingham. This year, they actually had an entire exhibition mm. hall for the vendors and the traders and sort of demo games and sort of the announcements. Some of the seminars took place there and that sort of thing. Yeah, and it made it feel like a very different event to last year. Yes. This. Yeah, I like well, the last two years to be honest. Yeah. Oh, you went. You've I been went to I've been to, to three now. Yeah. Mm. Um, as a tournament player, I, I enjoyed the fact that it was separated a little bit. Um, yeah. Yeah. It yeah, made that, that seem a little bit less stressful. Yeah. Uh, and just the general feel of walking into this giant arena as yeah. opposed to going, which one of the kind of small hotel roomy things do I need to be in? Yeah. Have you been in that room yet? Is that the one with this in? Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Meh. I've been to the MCM Comic Expo before, um, which is obviously in a massive hall in the middle yeah. of London side of thing, and this felt a lot more like it. It felt more like an expo in the previous years. I don't want that to downgrade the previous years because pre- last year was amazing and they do they do an amazing job wherever they're placed. But this gave everything a bit more space and a bit more pizzazz. And I'm was, starting to make it, it sound like a Hollywood Sexitor yeah. <laughs> But it felt very much it, it was embracing what it should be. Yeah, it's it's kind of got a place it deserves now, it feels yes. like. Yeah. This is its tenth year and it started as far as I can tell it started and it was three people in a garage. Yeah. With four board games and a dog. Um <laughs> and it has grown and grown and grown. And yeah, I think this is what they, they thought. It felt much bigger in scale. It felt like the exhibitors could do what they wanted. Yeah. So rather than having like a little stall and everyone sort of crowded round, it was multiple gaming tables. There were so many more demo games you could play, so yeah. much more space to get games or get involved in things. Although I did think they could have used the space a little bit better. Yeah? Well, you you had the where the bring and buy stuff was. Yeah. There was then this just void of nothingness. Mm. Yeah. The, if you'd have gone and set up all the gaming table bits... In over there and had a bit more space between them everything wouldn't have felt quite so crowded on the Saturday yeah and particularly I would, I would yeah. say the yeah so I didn't see it on the on the Friday yeah yeah the Saturday was still very very the busy Saturday very very popular ridiculous um, Friday was was nice Sunday was very nice yeah yes was busy, but a few hours I was there on around. Sunday yeah yeah but oh my god um, Saturday was was mad and yeah just thinking well, just, just even if they made the aisles a metre wide, yeah, yeah. or they, you know, there was space to for everything. Yeah, to be I just think so um, for anyone sort of worried about sort of access to this sort of thing, there was space for sort of wheelchair users. And yeah, yeah like this year, last year, um, because of the constraints of, of being yeah. in the hotels, yeah. of being in sort of the conference suites that have been almost repurposed for exhibition. Yeah, um, it was good, and it had a nice sort of. Divide. It wasn't a long walk between the two. It was no. like five minutes. Mm-hmm. And it was a case of, right, we're going to go over there and we're going to do all the buying and the running around. And then it's like, right, let's go back to the hotel. We're going to watch a show. Yeah. We're going to watch Dark Room. Or we're going to visit Joe and see how he's doing for his tournament. And it 
it didn't separate it and make it horribly separate. We came yeah. once, didn't we? Yeah. Oh, well, we talked about it. <laughs> yes, I occasionally got a Facebook message. Yeah. Maybe once. That's the equivalent, um, isn't it? And after the tournament, you came to use the tables, but no. There, I, were, there yeah. was no visits, Brian. Uh, you abandoned me. Yeah. What did happen is, in the evening, when they closed the exhibition hall, everyone then wandered down into the hotel, and the hotel got very busy. Yeah. But yeah. there was more gaming space because not everywhere was taken up. By stalls and stuff, yeah. Yeah. yeah um, they were still full, but that's understandable considering how many people Yeah, and it was, it was really good. We met some really interesting people. Yes, definitely. Um, and Aaron and I got to attend the press preview. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, with was, our shiny press passes. I was a bit jealous about missing out on that. But yes. It was that or tournamenting. Yeah, the press preview was great. Yes, yeah. Um, not only because we got to meet some people, talk to them, see some shiny things, but people gave us free stuff. Which is it's nice. I like free stuff. Yeah, I do like free stuff. As as having bankrolled this thing for nine yeah. months, free stuff was great. Put some money into it too. <laughs> I know, but, you know, Colin's poor and lives in a bin. <laughs> so I kind of have to make up for him. Oh, I'm sad now. Damn you, Colin. Um... <laughs> So yeah, really, really enjoyed that. Talked to, as I said, it was it was nice to um, have a little bit more focused time because mm. being sort of slightly new to this as we are, yeah. Yes, they're there to get publicity and press, but they're also there to meet fans yeah. to sell things. Yeah, and sometimes it felt a bit like we were interrupting what they were doing. Yeah, because they're there to meet people. Yeah. If we're taking up their time. But at the same time, what you're doing is you're you're taking up their time, but to give them another means of promotion. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone was really happy to oh, talk yeah, to definitely, us. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Apart from two or three people, when I asked them for an interview and to record it, and they look panicked. <laughs> I won't name names. Was that because they didn't want the interview or because of Cause you asking <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, I do just walk up and go, talk to me. And to be fair, with the microphones you're using, it's like, yeah, we need to be really close, shoving mouth. Yes, I was using some dictaphones from the early 2000s. But, uh, <laughs> and now they're the, they're the recording equipment of the hammer and chisel. Yeah. Um, but they, they were free, so... <laughs> the recording equipment equivalent. <laughs> equivalent. Yes, I missed the word. <laughs> the recording, the, the recording the equipment of the hammer chisel. Who's stand there next to the people carving stones going, clink, clink. Yes, yes. Mm, that's a good letter Z, <laughs> if that such a thing existed. Mm, I can hear him carving the mammoth's tusks. Um, <laughs> what am I talking about? Yes, so we're going to talk about some of those. We've got mm. lots of stuff to review. We did buy a lot of things. We did, yes. I, uh, me especially. Yep. Yeah. As always, yeah. I think this is the the cheapest year I've had. You, yeah, because you were tournamenting for two days. Yeah, um, I bought oh, that's right. a game that was uh, I thought would be good for playing my daughter, um, and for us actually, it's it, it's fun. Yeah, it's good. Um, but yeah, I didn't. The, the all the stuff I wanted to buy wasn't available because <laughs> it was being kickstarted. Yeah, yeah. There's so many. A lot of the amazing games we found this year are all like yeah. Kickstarter or in the case of which one means of we've pre Kickstarter. Like yeah, which was my favourite. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm currently wearing uh, the the t shirt. Yeah, yeah. We'll I think that's, that, that that will actually be a good place Yay. to start once we've just done one more thing. <laughs> oh. um, will we will we be going again next year? Yes, 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 definitely. Yes, definitely. So um, we will be going again. It was awesome. 
uh, we got to do all sorts of amazing things yeah. and it's really nice to see it growing yeah. getting bigger uh, attracting more there's over 200 it's, exhibitors this year yeah, uh, there's so many people we wanted to talk to that we didn't even get time to Yeah, it was amazing so if we've missed you we're really sorry we did genuinely mean to get around to coming and talk to a lot of you we're just, just impossible yeah um, I was going to say, well, next year I, I can help more, but I'll be playing Dice Masters again. Um, but Whatever it is you've found to get interested in <laughs> since, depending on how well Joe did, stay tuned. <laughs> no, if that was true, I'd have stayed playing Hero Clips. Did really well at that, and then went, oh, I think I've come third, and then stopped playing it. But no, I, I'm very sure I'll be playing Dice Masters again for lots of reasons that you will find later. Potentially yes. in this episode or, or in the next one. I got a limited edition promo card because <laughs> I bought it off of one of the people that won it. <laughs> yeah, uh, yes. Yeah, I have a Squirrel Girl now. We'll yeah. talk about Squirrel Girl next next week a bit yeah. more. Um, but it's a girl who's a squirrel and she makes more squirrels and it was awesome. Uh, <laughs> very excited. Yes, um, let's start then with probably the nicest people everyone we met was nice yes so we're ranking people from a scale of lovely to so incredibly lovely they fart rainbows not dickheads to yeah nice yeah people. it was no no unpleasant um, people there and what was nice is that that actually stayed true across the tournament scene as well yeah i, I didn't I, there were 36 people on the Friday yeah um, obviously it was only top 16 on the Sunday I was gutted I missed the Saturday where Eric Lang turned up and signed stuff for everybody yeah <laughs> sad but <laughs> but the no, the entire thing went off without any player based problems um, and yeah, yeah. no it, it, I, but I've had this again three years in a row just yep it's very very good so uh some very lovely people that we met on the day were the people from No Loading Required. We talked to the people at No Loading Required. Here's our interview with them first. Interview with Carrie from... No Loading Required. No Loading Required about their Cthulhu-esque horror game, Lantern Lost in the Dark. Um, so yeah, just tell us a bit about the game first of all. Okay, so Lantern Lost in the Dark is a cooperative Lovecraftian board game for two to eight players. You play as a group of investigators investigating a consuming darkness and your goal is to get all the relics and get to the ritual room at the bottom of the deck to dispel the darkness. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, how did the game come about? Because you've told us already and yeah. it's, it's quite interesting. Okay, so we entered a, a game jam called the Moray Game Jam up in Scotland and uh, they had a board game section and they give you 48 hours and a theme and then you have to make a game from start to finish. So that's what we did. Our theme was actually uh, um, United We Stand, Divided We Fall. Okay. Yeah. So with the whole monsters and going against each other and teamwork, that's what we it's thought was really pretty well, cool. Yeah, yeah um, that's one of the things that really appealed to me when you were sort of explaining things. Yeah. Was explain what happens as you go on and how the monsters sort of become involved. Okay. So um, as uh, a group of investigators, you have your own unique skills and abilities, and you also have panic that you gain and lose as you play. So the higher your panic, the more likely you are to react unexpectedly certain rooms and events that you come across. If you reach your maximum panic of 10, then your investigator card flips over, your possessions get shuffled into the search, and you become a monster and you play against the remaining investigators. Yes, uh, which didn't happen to us. No. Uh, I was a bit sad because I, I looked on the back afterwards and went, oh, I'd be really horrible. Yeah, <laughs> um, no. 
so much fun playing as a monster. It's really, really nice. Some people deliberately go out of their way to become monsters, but as it's a team game, it's uh, it's quite easy to sort of be like, oh, I'll just calm you down. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, had I had I looked on the back first, I might have done that because uh, my character brief was your character is not a nice person. Yes. Um, yeah. Um, what are you doing to sort of get the game out there? Okay, so uh, we've done a number of events. We've done um, Compulsion up in Edinburgh. That was a big board game event that we went to. We did, we're doing this, obviously. This was our prize for winning the Game Jam. And we're also doing something called Expo North next week um, up in uh, Inverness in Scotland. And we've also been to playtesting sessions and showing off our game um, and lots of social media things, loads of things on Twitter and stuff like that. We're getting lots of contacts and stuff. So that's what we're doing pretty much. Yeah, so it's the plan to sort of find a publisher, hopefully. Yeah, we're looking to get some interest from publishers while we're here. And if we don't get interest from publishers, then we're all geared up for the Kickstarter route. We've got a lot of really exciting things. We have a really awesome writer and artist who will be doing a comic for us as one of the stretch goals. Fantastic. So yeah, that would be really great. So using the characters that you've yes. come up with. Yeah. Um, how are you looking to expand the game beyond sort of the 48 hours? Okay, so the game, we think, uh, we've playtested it for months, we've tweaked it a little bit, so we think that we're pretty much there on the core mechanics. We know that we need to expand on more search cards, more events, a couple more rooms. People have suggested different setups and things like that for the rooms and how you go through them. And we also know that our game is really easy, easily reskinnable, so we can sort of add in a whole bunch of uh, sort of asylum hospital rooms and things like that and yeah. change it from that perspective, or maybe some sort of sunken horror ship or something like that. Quite a good avenue for expansion packs and stuff yes. like that then. Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly what I was thinking. You yeah. could go have the creepy hospital expansion, but with a better name. Yeah. I don't think words. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you have a degree in words, right? Yeah. What does it do? It does the thing on the box. Yes. Perfect. The wrong seal of expansions. <laughs> um, yeah, so um, we all we all played it. We all enjoyed it. Yes. Uh, Joe, so much he's bought a t-shirt. Yes, um, yeah, I thought it was really good. And the rest of us, um, I think we're going to try and sign up to playtest if you go into doing Perfect. that later on. That'd be brilliant. Yeah. Thank you so um, much. If other people listening to this are interested, how can they sort of get involved? How can they contact you, etc.? Okay, so we have a Twitter, which is at lantern underscore game. Um, we're also on Facebook, uh, Lantern the Horror Board Game. And uh, our company's on Facebook as well. We have a blog, which is lanterngame.wordpress.com. And we have an email at noloadingrequired at gmail.com if you want to really formally get in touch with us. Yeah, so, yeah. And it has a really nice kind of panic, that panic system. The game snowballs. We only just managed to uh, manage to win. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and from that, I mean, we've talked a lot about Arkham Horror. Mm. Um, it's better than Arkham Horror already. <laughs> and you're yeah. saying you need to do stuff. Yes. We, I hate Arkham Horror. Um, <laughs> so I think think it's something that definitely for people who like that kind of thing to look out for. It's, it's got very much the same feel as Arkham Horror, but it doesn't have the, oh, you need five days to set this up, or a ton of patience to go through and read yes. a rule book, or anything like that. It it gets the, um, the atmosphere and the idea behind a horror game across without a uh, manual. It's also yes, not the six players, but only three are doing stuff. Yeah. Which yeah. Or you've Arkham been eliminated, Horror. go sit in the corner while your friends have fun. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. all of that stuff's really good. Yeah, you get eliminated and then you get to mess with everyone and drag yeah. them down with you. Which, which is, is, uh, is If you turn into a monster, uh-huh. is there any way to revert or be killed off by the other people? No. Once no, you are a monster, you, that's it. you are a monster. So the game just gets more progressively yeah. harder for the investigators uh-huh. if that happens. Can everyone turn into a monster and win as evil? 
Uh, well, if everybody turns into a monster, technically, yeah, but we usually have it as the last person to turn into a monster is the loser. Okay. <laughs> okay. So it's a race to embrace the corruption. Yeah. Yes. Half, half the berry kaboom. Yeah, that's <laughs> awesome. That's um, yeah. So thank you for uh, talk, talking us through, and hopefully soon we'll be able to talk, do an update. Perfect. Thank you so much. Thanks very thank much. You. Cheers. We'll yep. pop a link to where you can uh, sort of follow along on Twitter and see their Facebook page and yep. that kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, so blog and everything else as well, so you need to keep on top of everything for them. Yes. Um, and this is a game that they originally designed in 48 hours. Yes. At the Moray Game Jam. Yeah. Now, Moray is both an eel and a place in Scotland. Yes. So I learned something. Oh, well done. Yeah. Um, my ignorance knows no bounds, but my joy for learning uh, means I can always be pleased. Oh, what? <laughs> um, so there is a lantern. Yes. Which contains a certain amount of oil. Mm-hmm. Bad things happen if you end up in the dark. Yes. And the lantern is passed round from player to player. So a different player starts each round. Yeah. Holding yeah. the lantern has a special ability when they're holding the lantern, which yes. is good. They also attract more negative attention if they hold yes, the lantern. Yes, because they are the, the beacon in the, in the dark. Yes. Other players could get lost in the dark, so if they wander off, or get grabbed and hauled off into the darkness. Yeah. They can start to go mad. If you, And they accrue, what was it panic. panic. They accrue panic. Get to 10 panic, and you, go, you are taken out of the crazy. game. Yes. As a, as a cooperative member of the group, yeah. you flip your card over and you become a monster hunting down the players yeah and this I really really like because it allows you to have some of the thrill of player elimination and going oh it's a bit dangerous I don't want to do that I don't want to push it because I might end up failing yeah because some games it's nice to have a game where everyone's involved all the time yeah but sometimes that can remove some of the oh well if I mess up I'll just carry on you know it doesn't it, it loses some of the stakes yeah, 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 definitely. You you feel. I mean, there, there's been games where you go. I'm a bit nervous about rolling this dice. Yeah, and that that's almost what you look for in a game. Something that you've really got invested in what's going on. Yeah, yeah. Um, Particularly like, in a horror game. Yes. You want that. Yeah, that is definitely a, a key element. Um, and I know, but I know it's one of your big uh, bugbears when it comes to games. Is Brian, when people get eliminated and and sit there with nothing to oh, do, I'll go yeah. sit in the corner and touch myself because I have nothing better to do for the next <laughs> yeah. thirty minutes. Where you don't have fun without me. Yeah, yeah. yes, it's it, it it annoys me because if I'm playing and I am that person that's eliminated, I can no longer have fun yep. with my friends. But worse for me is because generally I I tend to be the person going let's play games or let's play this because I'm very excitable. Yep. And then if someone else is knocked out and isn't joining in, I feel like I've let them down because they're not still in the game. They've yeah. been knocked out. Well, it's yeah. not just, just they throw out the game because they tend to get pushed out of any kind of conversation or anything as well. Because, because everyone else is focused on the game. Yeah. 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 Um, Which is why we do feel let down by you when we play games and we get eliminated. Yeah. Which is why we eliminate you first. Yes. So yeah. then when one of us feels let down, they at least have you to talk to and blame. Yeah. You know, we're, we're taking You're so that away nice. From you, we, we are. You are the we? best. You are all my best friends. <laughs> Bastards. Um, yeah. Um, 
I like that thing where you become the monster and you play against yeah. them. Yeah. Because it's not like having a secret betrayer necessarily, but you could, if you wanted to, deliberately play badly to get yourself eliminated yes. to join the other team. You, you, horrible person. you um, could have a couple of you do this because you can, when you become the monster, um, you're trying to then make others like you yeah. and fall sway to the dark powers and yeah. evil wibblies that live in the dark. Yeah, I... Um, I was really disappointed that I couldn't buy this. Even in yes. its yeah. half done, one of the well, six characters no. had our form that it was in. Um, I said, oh, okay. So I, so I did buy a T-shirt. Yes, uh, which you're wearing now. Which I am, yeah. yes. Well, this is the thing. I mean, we're talking about this and, yeah, I mean, some of the cards didn't have art on just yet. So yeah. like, but it's because it was only designed in 48, done in 48 hours. Mm. And we were playing a shortened demo version of the game, so some of the other cards were missing and things like but, that. But we had very little negative stuff to say about it. I don't think I really had anything. Then. No, anything other negative than, would have been the quality of what we were using because it's such an early version. Yeah. Well, that's what I mean. And the only thing I thought, we, I think we mentioned, oh, we need some more cards in this deck. And they were like, yeah, no, we've got that on design. We've just got yep. something to cut down, so you've got a bit of time to actually play the demo. Oh, okay, yeah. you've already thought that. Cool, okay, I'll shut up. Yeah, it the, was the great. one thing that was lacking was um, gear equipment, whatever it was called. <laughs> yeah, the uh, and search yeah. cards. Yes, and they had already... Um, thought of that and been playing more. I, I would say the, my, the only other one criticism I could make of the game... Mm-hmm was that the way that the characters are designed sometimes felt like certain roles got looped into this is what you do every turn. Yeah, I mean... But I think in anything when you have class abilities, that happens. Yeah, that's just always the case. Um, one of you will play the cleric, who will sit there yeah. going, I remove panic by telling war stories or whatever <laughs> yeah. it was. Um, I remember playing D&D and having a cleric a guy literally go, I'm not playing this character anymore. Everyone t- treats me like a walking band aid and it's horrible. Yeah. It's like, but you're the cleric in a D&D that's, that's group. That's why dude. when I play clerics, I don't heal people. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, but, I mean, apart from that, it, I would probably say of all of the games I played at the expo or things I saw played yep. or anything else that <laughs> the game made in 20, 48 hours, sorry, oh, yeah. um, was by far and away my favourite. Yeah. It's, it's, to be honest, I know we're starting with this, but it is my game of the show. Yeah. It really is. Well, I mean, that's I why we start with it, put it up front. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Um, yeah. They haven't got a publisher yet or a Kickstarter set up. This is part of what their package is for yes. winning their game jam, was to come to the UK Games yeah. Expo in order to promote themselves to a publisher. Um, so if you are a publisher, go, yeah, go, go snap them up now. Yeah. They're amazing. Yes. Uh, uh-huh. Yeah, it, I mean, this is the thing we can pull up negatives, and fair enough, some of it's being dealt with, and the character things probably yeah. just could be an inherent flaw in the type of game. Potentially, but it's still something I really liked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and and they were receptive to feedback. Yeah, hugely, yeah. and they were really, really nice as well. Yes. yes, I was actually having a slightly bad day by the time we got to them. Really, because I, the, I don't. This was on Saturday and it was Saturday. really busy. Really yeah. busy. I occasionally have really strong problems with crowds. If I start getting pushed around a lot, probably because I'm a tiny, tiny little man, um, yeah. I can get either aggressive or panicky because I'm yeah 
Yeah, so I'm going to play a game about panic. That was clever. Anyway, um, yeah. <laughs> but you conquered your panic. I did. You were purged. The catharsis of it was listening to those war stories. It was great. It really helped. Um, <laughs> there was actually good potential. Sorry, had potential to role play these things as well. Yes, this um, is the thing. We had there was little tales and stuff that I could see developing out of the game. I got told my guy was a was a dickhead, basically. Yes, uh, yes. not yeah. their exact words. But reading his douche, background, douche, yeah, yeah, reading his his background, he's a man who deliberately goes out and fights monsters for the thrill of it yeah. and to prove that he's better than everyone else so you played that so I played that so I was being slight not not hindering people but he has a whistle that he can blow to attract monsters and I'm like well I'm here to attract monsters so I'm going to attract some monsters and you guys are going oh shut up <laughs> yeah well there was that one point where we had to go oh one of us has to miss a turn him him yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. we'll have a nice turn next yeah. one yeah there was also... and then I, that made me more determined <laughs> yeah. to cause more trouble the next turn there was also one of the pieces of uh, on the search items that I really really liked and I'm hoping they've got more stuff like this in there was the rope yes um, which you attach yourself to another person so if they get lost in the dark get dragged away or whatever you've got a chance of bringing them back and yep. attack works both ways but it's on a dice roll so most of the dice roll is positive you know, it will help it could snap it, snap. Yeah. it could keep them with you or, or you both get dragged away into the horribleness there's a massive risk reward with it Yes, it's, it's, you need it. It's going to help it's, massively, it's but then you don't attach it to the douche. She's going to then try track all the horrible yeah. monsters. Yeah, towards yeah. You. <laughs> well, it's, it's realistic. I don't, this is one of the things yeah. I think some of these games lack sometimes. Is they have a oh well, if you get set up with a rope attached to them, they're never going anywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but don't get me wrong. What you really need to do, and this is probably going to be the aim of the full game, is to rope each party in a line. Yeah, yeah. Oh, they've gone, but they've gone and. So if I save this one, can I try and save this one again? Because yeah, the rope didn't break. And yeah, yeah, it's really good. Yeah, I think I think there's yeah. a lot of lot of prote- lots of Loads, potential yeah. in that game. Yeah, and it was really nicely. They'd really worked on the theme. Mm-hmm. They'd really worked through the mechanics. Yeah, they were very. I've bought games that weren't as well thought through as this. Most yes. of the other Cthulhu-based Lovecraftian horror type stuff that I've played wasn't as good as this it's better than Arkham Horror massively better than Arkham I've, Horror I've had shits that were better than Arkham Horror though. <laughs> scarier too um, <laughs> I've had some really scary <laughs> shits do you know do you know what I think it is mm. um, I and I would say this is my general criticism actually of the horror genre of everything okay is that a lot of them seem to focus on ooh gribbly thing ooh gribbly thing yeah Here's some plot, which is really nice, but the game focuses around, ooh, gribbly thing, as opposed to constant tension. Yeah. And this was tense. And yes. we talked about this in our horror special. Um, yeah, we did. A little bit. Mm. Um, so go back and listen to that. Yeah. It's very good. But yeah. we talk about how these games, yeah, they lack that tension. Yes. Which... It's, it's shock factor, yeah. which films do, and go, ooh, and I, and yeah. I hate horrors for exactly it's, that reason. Yes, the difference, exactly. just to use a video gaming metaphor comparison just because it's easier it's the difference between playing silent hill mm-hmm. where you're constantly on edge and weird stuff is happening and it's unpleasant and i find i, f- I can only play a silent hill game for half an hour at a time mm-hmm. yeah, before yeah. i go Ugh. or playing resident evil where it's zombie zombie monster zombie dog monster bang yeah. bang bang and the, the tension oh is God, can I'm i kill not... the thing yes i might die but yeah. it's, it, it's the focus on the gripply thing rather than yeah. the atmosphere and in yeah. lovecraft if you see the monster you're, you're, it's too late yeah it because it's so horrible so this is really good it is it, and I feel oh, sorry but that level of tension if you yes. see the monster if one you desperately want to keep everyone unpanicked enough to not 
turn into a monster yeah. Yeah. because as much as it didn't happen to us, I definitely got the feeling that if someone went monster, it was... That's it, it goes to such it, a The game is, is all like, over. I really liked that the monsters, it wasn't just you randomly, you went from being a person to being a random monster. You were a, a monstrous, insane version of yourself. Yeah. So my character, who was very aggressive became a bloodthirsty beast that was trying to murder the party. Your character that held people's hands no, and that, soothed them... No, that Colin, was Colin's. Sorry. Colin's character held people's hands yeah. and so soothed them. Would, and then as a monster would come up and hold two people's hands and they'd be like, who's holding my hand? Yeah. And it, it, the same ability reversed. Yeah. Because it's... Yeah. And it was really, really well thought out. Yeah. I'm really impressed that as some people who went to a game jam and made a yeah. game... Yeah. It's yeah. so it's well, so good, and with you know the the support of a publisher or a Kickstarter, they, they, it's going to be really good. Far, I think. Once it's available, I'll be buying it. Yeah, definitely. I'll be buying it. Yeah, well, I think all, every one of us will buy a copy despite not needing to. So make different versions and shiny things because if you make an expensive one in a in a steel book case, Brian will buy it. <laughs> um, Joe, was it who was it who wanted one with an actual lantern? I wanted an actual yeah. lantern because when with the lantern you have all your. Um, they're going to have to do it now because we've mentioned yeah, it so yeah. often. Yeah, do it, do it, <laughs> do it, Shia LaBeouf. Do it now. But you have um, <laughs> you have ten fuel in this lantern, and they had some LED lanterns on the table, and I got really excited. You got one in the game, but yeah. you didn't. So I would like this to go to Kickstarter for them not get a publisher because then they might do what I wanted, which <laughs> yeah. was to have a lantern with ten LEDs in it, which and, is your oil, which is yeah. your oil. And you press a button and, and it goes down, it which means yeah. the lantern's going to be dimming as it gets lower. Mm. You play it with the lights off, and again, you add this atmosphere to the yeah. game. And one thing they did say was having glow-in-the-dark cards. Yes. So as was... things got darker, different bits. So maybe your character picture, as it gets darker, the monstrous version starts to shine through yeah. in different ink yeah. and things like that. Yeah. They've really, they've really put a lot of thought into this. Yeah, they're definitely. really creative. They're really, and, really, they've done really, they, really well. Yeah. They've uh, as much as we should probably talk about other things. I could, I could happily do a whole podcast yeah, in this so game, and we yeah. will when it comes out. I'm sure. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. But um, as a last thing, uh, I know you guys. Brian a little bit but sort of a, I'm the one that goes all rules all systems yeah yeah yeah. and I will generally play a game and quite quickly go don't like that bit don't like that bit this bit's wrong yeah. I can break it here yes you yeah. find you find weak points in games and bend them until they snap this is the thing that can be overpowered and ruin it for everybody yeah and I didn't get that impression from this game at all no yeah. Um, there are so many games we found things like that very much so oh you just set this system up and it doesn't become a problem yeah. I mean we we had we we found it fairly easy, I will say, in our cut down half version. But we were yeah, but, but, I but was, we were playing get, half a game. Yeah, and, and we I was were getting, starting to trouble. Yeah, and I was like, to trouble towards if, the end. If of it. this carried on a couple more mm-hmm. turns, we're all going to start going horrible because they're nearly at ten. They're nearly at ten. I can't bring that. It person ramped down. up in the last yeah. few turns. I managed to jump us and teleport us to the final room because I don't think we'd have made it otherwise. Yeah, but. Yeah, I mean, we, we got challenged to play a full version, didn't we? And didn't quite have time, which was a Yeah, unfortunately. Because I, I'd quite happily stayed there till midnight and done that. tired people, I'm sorry. I think <laughs> the only thing I'd, I'd like to see them do different would be to have an event deck mm-hmm. and a monster deck. 
because you can have your monsters. You can draw, play draw a monster on an event. Yeah. But when you were when we were picking mon- like my blowing my whistle, rather than going through the deck, we burn through it really quick. Just flip over a monster. Yeah. Yes. Fight definitely. three monsters one after the other, and you just flip three monster cards. For instance, I think it would just yeah. smooth things out. A I little think bit. actually that would be a very nice. Thing. If you're listening, guys, this this yeah. might work for you because you would need less event cards. And for your first time, or your first couple of times playing, you have that. Oh, we've not seen that one. Mm, Either yeah. an, oh, not an, not a monster. What does it do anyway? Not a monster. Yeah, what does it do anyway? It, yeah, it does. Um, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I think separating the two of them. And if you want it to be draw a monster, it just says draw a monster. Yeah. Draw two monsters. Two two, two monsters. Yeah, but fine. But again, that's such a minor thing, yeah. isn't it? We, we are We're grasping not... at straws for things to complain about with this game. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's great. I'd also just like to say thank you to the happy loser. Yes. Yes. Um, he was. Who is a Dutch. Uh, gaming correspond game reviewer. Yeah, um, you can find him on Twitter um, at the Happy Loser. Loser spelled L U Z A. He's currently based in Germany, and he does all sorts of very good things, um, including um, uh, some videos on where he compares. He kind of combines news reports with board games that relate to them and kind of explores them both in that aspect. Ah. And he's a very, very nice man. Yeah, and we played we played a game with him. He was sat there talking to them. We came along. He was just about to start. And we were like, oh, well, can we join in? Well, we were kind well, of like, well, no, we'll, we'll wait until you're... Yeah, and we'll he went, we'll no, no, yeah. join in. So we, yeah. we set up a bigger game and then he came and played with us later on as yeah. well. And I mean, I... I didn't talk to him much about anything because by that point I was knackered from tournamenting. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's definitely something I'll go have a listen to. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just because he was he was funny and entertaining he to was, play games yeah. with. Yeah. So if he's genuinely trying to do it to to entertain. Yeah. I can't see it being bad. That's what I mean. So thank you. You and the whole no loading required team made my Saturday much much better improved. So yeah. Yeah, yeah. They just, just you, you all were so nice. I just felt oh, okay. All that horrible stuff that's happened to me this morning is fine. You give the anymore. future of board yeah. games hope. <laughs> um, yeah, and I, I, I mean, I've had a quick look at some of his videos and such. Like, um, I've got one here now, just for an, an example, because um, I have the memory of a thing that doesn't remember things very well. Um, I steal Brian's memory and siphon it into remembering crap that yeah. I don't need. I can't even remember a thing that doesn't remember well. That's yeah. how bad my memory. What Brilliant are we talking Brian. about? Um, <laughs> what he's he he he's playing the news is so he's talking about there's a financial crisis in Puerto Rico, so he's playing the game Puerto Rico yeah. and seeing ah. how it compares and stuff like that. It's a really nice uh, gimmick is wrong because gimmick is a negative word. Yeah. It's a really nice approach, nice angle. Yeah, with what yes. he's doing. Yeah, and it just does the, these quick little views. So yeah, just um, and we played a game a game with him on the uh, on Saturday night, Formula well, D. which we really really enjoyed. Another game that we played that we really enjoyed. Um, and we've got an interview for now for you to listen to is a game called Oligarchy we had a chat with Gary Wareham from Entropic Games have a listen now interview with Gary from Entropic Games who's kickstarting Oligarchy. Uh, what is Oligarchy then? So Oligarchy is a new card game based in a dystopian future where there are eight factions you can align your power to and you try to do your very best to bring down your opponent's oligarchy. 
Uh, there's plenty of card types in there, so there's scenarios, characters, items, incidents that can change the way the game's played and the turn of a sixpence. And what we've tried to do is just make the game dark, but with a really good sense of humour. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, we've just played a um, demo game of it, and we were laughing uh, throughout um, at the artwork, at the cards, at the quotes and such like. But it does have quite a dark theme, as you say, as yeah. well, because you are essentially accruing money and power and trying to destroy your uh, That's your right, opponent. yeah. It's not a game for those that are uh, sensitive at heart, but, um, you know, for example, there are cards where you can actually give your opponent an illness or... You know, or break their legs. <laughs> there's, there's a lot of fun that you can have in there, and it's uh, what we found is it's a good psychological escape. So that when you're playing the game, you can you know, act out some of your fantasies, whatever you've been frustrated. Uh, and what we found is we've got a really good response rate from people who play the game. Uh, we're running at a 93% approval rating, and on our Kickstarter, within two days, we were 25% funded. So we're just looking for support, see if people can help. Excellent. Um, if people do support your Kickstarter, what are they going to get? So, when you back on the Kickstarter, there's two options. So, you can back at the core game level, which is very cheap, it's only £20. And what that will do is give you enough for four players, straight out of the box, pre-constructed decks, ready to go, all the peripherals, uh, rule books, etc. Uh, and that's enough for anyone. But then we also wanted to make the game accessible to players who like to play more collectible games. So um, what we've included in there is the ability to buy booster pack add-ons. You don't have to do that, but if you do, the cards are collectible and they are randomised in packs. Um, just so that you've got that excitement when you bust one open. You know, will you get a faction leader or will you get some kind of powerful item or all-powerful scenario that you know, turns somebody from really healthy to really, really damaged, you know. And it's how the game plays out and uh, the functionality of all the cards makes that choice um, more enticing, actually. Yeah, when we were talking earlier, you mentioned how you've tried to get away from that Magic the Gathering, spending all your money on yes, cards yeah. and not getting anything good. Yeah, and uh, you know we come from a history of enjoying CCGs and um, you know all the collectibleness of trading card games is exciting, but you know board gamers especially prefer to have it as a one-stop shop. They don't want to spend the extra money, so mm. we tried to do something experimental with the release, and we're saying if you want the core game, buy the core game. Plenty of hours of enjoyment there. I mean, you just played it, and I'm sure you'd agree. Yeah, that could go on it was for good. Hours good. Now. Enjoyed that. And then if you do want to expand it, there's even more hours of entertainment. And the boosters, are, you know, they're, they're fun. You know, they add 15 cards to your set. Um, and we'll be planning to release expansions should the Kickstarter do well. Um, and we're really pleased to be able to encapsulate both markets. Yeah. How is it different to other games that are out there? Right. The main difference is it's not fantasy. So it is a reality-based game, but it's set slightly in the future, but it's our future, so it's it's not gone well. <laughs> you know, the Monopolies and Mergers Commission has disappeared. That then allows uh, really horrible big corporations to be taking over the world, a la Blade Runner, Robocop. Those kind of movies give you the gist of the vibe of the game. So if you're fans of those types of games, and movies, sorry, then you're going to have a really good time with Oligarchy. Um, and that's a kind of its unique selling point. Yeah, uh, it's kind of got a almost sort of cyberpunkish feel. Yeah, definitely the artwork as well. Yeah, the artwork is incredible. I'm really pleased. We have a team of 30 artists that we okay. put together for the game. <laughs> it was expensive, but <laughs> yeah, but uh, they've done a really good job, you know. And we we felt that being able to bring together a team of 30 artists, all with individual styles, but yeah. to make the game have a cohesion where it doesn't appear to the player that there are 30 artists. I mean, you're surprised there. Yeah, I, I, I had no idea because the, the artwork was consistent. Yeah, that's right. And some of the touches, I mean, yeah. you were showing like the elephant stampede card <laughs> um, and I hadn't even noticed, but there's a stampeding herd of elephants and a bloody arm sticking up from <laughs> yeah, the bottom. It, yeah. um, it's full of nice little touches. Exactly right. And that's that was actually 
and um, yeah, I blow my own horn here. That's something that took a lot of work, a lot of time, a lot yeah. of constructive criticism with the artists, and and no one notices. Yeah, <laughs> which is the intention, you know. But a lot of work went into that, so we hope players will really appreciate that. What we've also done is included a lot of Easter eggs in the artwork. Yeah. So as you play the game and discover the characters and their backstories and the entire lore that we've created around the game, um, we'll hopefully get you to discover those little touches we put in the artwork. Yeah, I quite like the idea as well. You were saying because you come with your four pre-constructed decks, right. so you've got two different power types. Yeah. So I was playing corporate crime. Yeah. So I had some criminal cards and some corporate cards, and they yeah. interacted quite nicely. You can, if you want, build your own deck. Completely. Yeah. Change things around and have religious eco freaks. Exactly um, right. Yeah. Um, there are eight factions, and you can build a deck with all eight if you're crazy, but what we say is most players stick to two or three factions to keep it manageable. Yeah. The more factions you play, the more combo potential there is. However, you're then spreading your life a bit thin, yeah. so you can take damage. And as you've seen, you know, once you start getting into the low levels, your characters start jamming up and they won't do as they're told. And the game has been designed to simulate real world. You know, As you lose your power, which is in effect your life in the game, as you lose that power, your characters will also stop behaving and yes. that makes it harder to control what's going on. Uh, but yeah, the flexibility is there, and even if you just buy the core game, again, as I reiterated earlier, you don't have to buy boosters. You can still yeah. mix and match within your core game as well. You don't have to do as you're told. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, playing the game, I mean, we played, you helped us through five or six turns each, yep. And then you just kind of left us to it. Yeah, I find that's preferable. Yeah. Uh, let you discover things for yourself. Yeah, but it was the game was easy enough to understand that you were able to do that. You yes. didn't have to babysit us. Yeah. But I was really impressed that I was doing things thinking, oh, I should have done that, and seeing combos and depth as well. Because I think yeah. sometimes games can be too simple. Um, and yeah, you can leave people to do it, but there's no, there's no more learning once they've learned the basic rules yeah I, or it could be the other way and it's too difficult to get your head around yes yeah and it's a fine balance and again a lot of work went into that yeah. so the idea was that the phase of the turn are very simple to understand um, you're repeating the same actions to get yourself to the point where you can make those combos and the brilliant bit about the game is yeah you do muck it up sometimes and when you make a mistake you learn and then you want to play again yeah and that's good for me because it keeps you interested in what we're trying to do and the main thing is to just make sure that that interest is rewarded so your time when you're playing the game feels like great value you know you're getting a really good value game um, and you you then want to play with other people and then more people play it and that's how a game gets built and a community as well that's very important to us that yeah. sense of a gamer community that love the game and big fans yeah have you had a lot of play testers yeah <laughs> yes we have yeah well there's 310 cards in the set across eight factions so okay with that volume of flexibility we did some mathematical calculations and you're going into the billions of probably the billions to one of combos that are possible. Yeah. So you see what I mean. So we got to that point where we were like, okay, well we'll test as much as we can. Uh, the games play testers probably number fifteen to twenty people that are close to me that play. And then we've been recently sending out blind test packages across the UK. Yeah. Um, we've been up to the lovely lads in uh, Grim Tree Games. Yeah. Uh, Excelsior Comics down in Bristol. Firestorm games, yeah. you know, Daydream Nation, Brighton. there's so many to mention and they've all been really accepting, open arms, great feedback Yeah, and that testing is great. So the people that were really close to the uh, playtesting, we actually put them in the game again as little easter eggs. So oh, excellent. Some of the characters you come across, we've hidden their names, yeah. but that allows you to, uh, it's a thank you from us to them. Oh, 
excellent. So yeah, yeah. No, and again, no, nice little Easter egg. Yeah, a nice way to include people yeah. um, as well. And um, what's the what's the best thing you've seen in your own game, or the most surprising thing that you've gone? I didn't realise you could do that. Yeah, well that's the thing, right? So you make the game and you make all these combos and you sit there planning it out like some kind of evil overlord, and then a combo will appear that you never planned for, and it just it just happened so the scariest thing probably for me was when we realized you could combo uh, mental assault which is a card that lets you make people discard cards from their hand but you could combo that with a character that allowed you to peek into somebody's hand and then adjust how you play that combo uh, and i think we just discovered that recently and that was that was a shock yeah. so then we had to look into you know should we let that stay in or is that too powerful yeah. and the answer is yeah yeah we let that stay in because we're rewarding your uh, curiosity. The more you play with the cards, the more you're going to discover. Yeah. And I'm the creator of the game, and if I discover things that I didn't even plan, God knows what you're going to find, so have fun. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you're on Kickstarter at the moment. Yes. Uh, when does your Kickstarter finish? So if people uh, are interested, they can make sure they get in. Absolutely, in yeah. Well, we've tried to be, um, we're heavily UK based, yeah. so we tried to cover two UK paydays. So we've started at the beginning of June, and we're going to finish on the 3rd of July. So it's just for people who are on a budget or might not be able to afford it this month. We're just going to run it slightly into next month to cover that, so you've got a chance to back it. Yeah. Then we'll be hopefully taking it all over to a pledge manager after the event, where you can still pledge some support, buy extra booster packs should you wish to, and hopefully by that point we'll have all the stretch goals unlocked, so you can get yourself play mats, ultra rare cards that you can only get from backing it on Kickstarter. Yeah. Things that are collectible items that make you proud of your collection. Yeah. So. That's great. Well, I'm, I'm looking forward to that, and I think the two people we came with two people. Yep. They're still playing. I oh, think. they're still over. Uh, oh, yeah, they're still, they're playing. still playing. We yeah. played our game, and they immediately they finished theirs yeah. and immediately redealt and started again. So time, I think you're surely. on you're on to a winner there. <laughs> Thank you very um, much. And I think you're probably going to get a couple of pledges uh, from them. So that's great. Thanks Appreciate very much. It. Thanks, mate. Cheers. That was our interview with Gary. Thanks, Gary. Yeah. What did we What did we make of oligarchy? I. I've tweeted this to them as well. I kind of fell out of love with collectible card games after I've been playing Magic for a few years and introduced so many of them and stuff like that and it got rid of so many cards. It's like, I can't keep up with this. There's no way I can compete and play. Mm, we talked a little bit about this in our first Dice Masters episode, yeah. episode mm-hmm. 23. Yeah. I'm memorising our episodes now. Well done. Um, yeah. Yes. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but um, for a, a more... A more expanded version of what Aaron's about to say. I've made I you second I, guess yourself. Though. Yeah, I don't think I said much about it in the first place. Um, yeah, I no. did. <laughs> <laughs> um, with collectible card games, I found that it was a, almost a, an early version of uh, fee-to-play games or games where you're paying to win. Yes. This card is amazing. Everyone wants it. Therefore, the person that can outbid everyone else for it on eBay or pay $100 per magic card and they need four... Um, yeah. will win yeah. because people will go oh wouldn't it be amazing if we could do this mm-hmm. and then one person goes ah well I am king of the world and I shit gold doubloons so yes. I will just have the best deck well, see I did this at one point mm-hmm. I, sh- I, I very luckily shat gold doubloons uh, yeah, at one point <laughs> it was really hard um, yeah I you wanted single loons <laughs> they're not quite as big <laughs> as double loons <laughs> shitting out crazy people <laughs> yeah I very luckily, managed to get hold of a card called Blood Moon, I think it is. Yes. Uh, which gives all your uh, black 
creatures, plus one, plus one. For very for like really cheap, for, for like yeah. one black edit. Yeah, gems. I think it was no, it's two. One black, <gasps> one one other. Yeah, like this, this is important. No, it was just one generic, oh, okay. one neutral well, one. Cool. Yeah. Um, and I bought this card and I built a deck around it essentially. <laughs> but I had it. I had a dual deck. I don't like playing single colors. I like being able to combine things. I get I get bored of the artwork on a single set of things. <laughs> so I need multiple things to keep me occupied. Don't know which we'll get into an oligarchy in a minute. Don't mind. You, don't know why you were wang, miming wanking because I need no. That was shuffling uh, multiple colors into a single yeah. deck. Yeah, I understood. Aaron, Thank I played these games before. <laughs> Whereas I actually quite like mono color decks. Yeah, um, I could get. I understand it, but yeah. Anyway, just, we're talking about magic and fuck magic in the ass. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, I got this card, which is quite expensive. Built a deck around it, but I was dual decking because I tend to find more of that. So I like the synergy you can build around it. Mm. And then I spent, I had three games in a row where I would draw things off the deck and I was not getting any black mana. And I had the card in my hand really mm-hmm. early on, every single game. And I was never getting any black mana. And it only needed one black mana to get the bastard <laughs> out. And it never happened. And I, at that point, I went, mm, I could have rebuilt things. I could do this, that, and the other. But I kind of just, I lost interest. I lost a bit of heart from this, that. This is my big issue with uh, most card games. Yeah. To be honest. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, returning to Oligarch. Yes. Well, there's a point. There's, there is a point to this. Yeah. The... I'm going to call it a mana system, and I am sorry because I know it's not mana, um, but it, it, it manages. It's that a way. resource system. It's a resource system, yeah. Which is you're looking at your influence and your assets. Affluence. A- affluence. It's sorry. in money and, and power. Yes. Yeah. You put one influence down, you get your counter go up one. Then, if you haven't spent it, the next turn it will also go up one. But if you put two influence down, it'll that go up. But you just well, you, you well, tap well, it every turn. Yes. But you also don't lose it. So no. uh, to compare to magic, you put down two mountains to get red yeah. and two islands to get blue. Yeah. Every turn, you, you have what you had left yeah. and you generate more. So each turn you go up by two. Yeah. So you'd ha- maybe you'd have four and four. If you don't spend anything that turn, next turn you'd have six and six. Whereas in magic, you it would goes it goes away. away at the end yeah. of the turn. Um, so you can build up. Yes. But, which can counter bad... Mana bases, yeah, um, which is a big flaw in Magic. But they've also got another system, yes. to, to avoid that as well, uh, which you guys did wrong. We yes, did. we did do we wrong. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it's fine because we did the same, so technically we didn't cheat. Yeah, no, well, that's it. That's it. Uh, you you discard a a what we'll call a land card, a resource yeah. card from your hand, yeah, and draw a different card. Yeah. Um, so at the you, end of your turn though. at the end of your turn so if you've got lots of influence and no affluence which was the situation I was in in my yep. game yep. every time I drew an influence card end of my turn I'd chuck it away and draw something else and hope to hope to build yeah whereas if, if in magic you, you, you'd be really wanting something and you draw a handful of mana and you go well I can't fucking do anything this turn I've yeah. lost this game yeah. yeah and you can discard it could you discard those nope. and and draw again nope no, no. Nope, nothing so you can play time. them down but you can only play a certain number each turn one. one so it would clog up your hand for ages in this the impression I get yeah because um, we're getting quite technical without really explaining much but the impression I get is that this is someone who has played lots of card games yeah loves their card games yeah and has worked out what they don't like and has fixed it yes so it's it felt very modern it felt fairly streamlined. Yeah. 
And the other thing is it felt like it had been play-tested to death. Um, yes. I mean, Gar- Gary's talked in the interview about like the history of some of the cards and things like that. And almost every card, there's a story behind where yeah. said, oh, it originally did this, but it didn't work, or it cost this, and we realised it was too much, or it cost this, and it was too powerful, yeah. and they've adjusted and changed things. When he was talking about having 30 artists on the team, mm-hmm. when does a brand-new company putting out their first game have 30 artists yeah. yeah he's he's done what Joe did in the Dice Masters tournament which we'll talk about next week he's gone big yeah he's yeah. gone for the let's go big or go home yeah. and he's done this at, there's a, I'm very impressed with the production values yeah. the thought the smoothness the quality of it yeah and, and again going back to being rules bastard of the game group yeah. um, <laughs> shut up rules bastard mostly just just I have this strange ability to look at a set of rules once and not need to own the rule books yeah. Um, yeah. I can still build a Chaos Space Marine Games Workshop army from six years ago with points costs and war gear and everything from memory yeah because that stuff won't leave my brain yeah um so I, I have this thing for picking up rule systems very, very quickly. Yeah, yeah. Now, this this plays into how I break things so easily. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because my brain instantly does that and analyses it all. And again, this is another game that I enjoyed playing and didn't go, don't like the way that's done, don't like the way this is done. I like the persistent damage that doesn't go away at the end of the turn. Yes. That's quite nice. Um, I'm not sure if excessive counter numbers will be a problem. Possibly. Um, someone sneezes and everything gets ruined. <laughs> uh, but Possibly. But you, but you sellotape them to one piece if it becomes a Well, problem. they're going to yeah. be cardstock, so rather than bits of paper. Yes, yeah. Yeah, so, so it's less likely, fun. but you know, there, there, are, there are ways to mitigate any of those kind of problems. But yeah, yeah generally it was, it was a well-thought-out game. Um, yeah. Talking to him about it as someone who's played obviously a lot of these games, and I'd go, oh, is this, does this work like this? Is that this? Does yeah, this yeah. Is this the equivalent now, of that? This is all very dry, and yes. it's making my willy small again um, because <laughs> for me the rules the rules are a, they're not they're almost like a necessary evil I like rules and I like knowing the rules yeah, and, yeah. and that kind of thing but what gets me is that interaction of rules with ideas and we were talking about in Lantern where it felt panicky yes when you got a panic counter it was slightly panicky because you were close to turning into a monster yeah um what I really liked about oligarchy and what really grabbed me was this money and power idea yeah. of um, who you are. You are an oligarch. So you are someone who has lots of power, lots mm-hmm. of influence, and you're trying to take over the world. So it's sort of set in the near future. As Gary said, it's it's our near future, so it's shit. It's quite a British thing, I think. Yeah. The British science fiction tends to look at the future and go, oh my God, it's all falling apart. (laughs) Whereas you don't get like the Star Trek kind of, ah, we will meet these alien people, we'll make friends with them, we'll make love to their beautiful women and everything will be fine, (laughs) Captain Kirk. We tend to go, oh my God, everything's falling apart like a wet cat. Well, we've just invented space aids. Great. Yes. (laughs) If we meet new aliens, they're going to hate us. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's not it's not uniform in that way but that generally tends to, to be yeah, the yeah. thing um, and quite a cynical miserable people on yeah. our wet island and yeah he's played on that quite well so yeah, yeah. the theming of these yeah. things is brilliant so he's got sorry Joe no I was going to say in, in that way with again this, this very strong themes that run through it yeah you've got different you've got different factions yeah. so you have different power bases so you might have um, the military yep yeah. 
Uh, so military power, and all the cards are themed around the military. You might have the government, yep. so all cards to do with sort of control and such like. You've got the media. You've got sort of eco warriors. Yeah. Yep. You have the Illuminati, yep. who have all sorts of crazy sort of psychic powers and such like going on. Yep. Um, religion yep. is a power base, and you have criminal power. Yeah. And you have corporate power. These are the two that I played that I forgot and left till last. <laughs> um, but what you can do, I mean, they come in pre-constructed decks of corporate criminals, yep. mil- government military complex, yep. yeah. the eco-media, the Al Jazeera deck, as they refer yes. to it, yeah. and the religious Illuminati, which yes. to my mind was the Assassin's Creed deck. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, but what you can do is you can rebuild your decks. You can have more than two. You can go for a mono deck. You can do like mixing your colours in Magic. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, each one has its own theme. Different things it does. The Illuminati uses Mill, which is getting rid, making your opponent discard cards. The yeah. uh, the military is a very slow starting deck, but once you've actually got access to all of your guns, you murder everything. Yeah, it's an attack deck in, um, in places. But, yeah, it's just, but the the eco ones are quite an early aggressive. They're yeah. Kind of um, deck yeah, they're also very much about boosting. Your, yeah, protecting yeah, yourself so and stuff there's because there's a nice uh, um, regular exercise card that protects your power bases from the yes. eco tech. Um, yeah. So there's a nice ideas of having different themes for each one. I mean, I like the idea of making like a, an Illuminati media deck. Oh yeah. right, so the Illuminati are secretly controlling the media. Yeah, or potentially a Fox News. Um, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh god. I also think that eco military. Yeah, yeah, that'd um, be quite. I, my, my brain's gone straight into eco a good early game, military a good late game. No, it's easy Combine the two. Straight yeah. away. Yeah. Yeah. But, and I can see them like the Al Jazeera deck. You, I can see people really taking to this and going, oh, what kind of deck are you playing? I'm playing Fox News. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah. I'm, I'm, pay, I'm, I'm playing Charles Manson. Yes. Ang- angry hippies. Um, <laughs> But I, I like this idea, and I think um, while... Because I, I asked if he um, took any influence from Netrunner. Yeah. Now, I know you're a fan of this as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, you're not sure? I have run one Nets. <laughs> um, Did you enjoy running the Nets? I went, this is really good, but as a living card game, I want to be in on the ground floor and build my knowledge. I don't want to go in when there's 47 expansions yeah. and 2,000 cards. Yeah. This is something I love about that style of game. That yes, yeah. you have that, but because it's organised and it's not random, you go, we're all going to play with the base set. We're then going to play with the base set plus wave one. We're going to play with the base set plus wave yeah. two. And one, it's then. less intimidating than trying to get into something like Magic now, oh, where yeah. there's 20 years of cards. Yeah, um, definitely. But it's still, to my mind, I want to be in on the ground floor. And this is what I'm looking at oligarchy going, yeah. I can be there as the yes. first and it yeah. will be awesome <laughs> the first that first <laughs> I mean I can already see expansion potential definitely because you bring in new factions yeah or you bring in a new twist to the existing things so you might theme your religious deck in a slightly different way the eco offending someone embracing something new yeah yeah Sorry, yes yeah that's no, fine um, yeah you can do all sorts of, of different things with it um I'm really intrigued. I like the way that you start... Your hit points are your power base. Mm. So as long as you've got a high power base in certain areas, your cards are not only... You put down... I don't know, you're the the corporate guy, so you put down the office worker 
who lets you cycle through things because he's yeah. doing paperwork. Yeah. Yes. And this is going off on a slight tangent from where I started, but the cards, you look at a card, you look at who it is or what it is, and then it does something that makes sense. Yeah. Yes. Like yeah. the regular exercise keeps your power base up. Yeah. Okay, because you're keeping yourself healthy, so it keeps you healthy. Yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah. it makes perfect sense. My favourite, which I pointed out to you, and you went, oh my God, does that work? Was the religious fundamentalist. Yeah. Who kills the religious people to increase their power base. Yeah. To, yeah. yeah, yeah. Stuff like that was awesome. So you're purging the heretics maybe literally sacrificing yes. them but actually sort of excommunicating people yeah. and doubling down on your core religious message now yeah. the, the thing I love about this and um, it goes a step beyond playing multiple colours in magic yeah. by saying that it simplifies mana brilliant Yeah. but your power base you start with 16 yes 12 12 12 12 12 6 of each um, so you, you could, could start with higher if you want to play a longer game. There's nothing to stop. Yeah, I assume so. I think that might swing out the balance, maybe. But oh, that's yeah. something but to find out. But in your local meta, that might be okay. <laughs> Budum tish. In your local scene, it would. <laughs> anyway. Uh, yeah, if you like, if you took um, took the, the eco deck that I was running, the eco um, media. Yeah. Was, she was saying, oh, I always run five seven rather than six and six. Yeah. You could run four four four. And run three. Yeah. yeah. But, like you said, each one has its own power based on what it's supposed to be doing. Yeah. But those powers are usable if you have enough resource. Yeah, this is where I was going. Yeah, yeah so if you've got six and six, brilliant, the highest cards in the deck, and we'll do all the cool stuff because you've got six. But but you need to keep that six. Yeah, you want to kind of be ch- chipping... Like, if you take damage, so I swing in with some of my people and disrupt organisations and operations and stuff, and you take... Two damage, you might you probably want to drop one off each. Yeah. Unless you know that one of them's in there because they're all low abilities and the other one's high. But again, you're, it's it's a very interesting way of doing yeah. things. It's something I quite enjoyed. And yeah. it feels that as you start to lose your power base, you're always making a decision on, on what am I reducing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Once you've got good deck knowledge, you're going right. I'm going to use this card. If I lose that, it's going to make these three cards unusable. Have or lose the ability but they're in oh I've used those right that's yeah. fine and then you're going oh well I don't I want to bring out this later on and you've got decisions immediately yeah, and I like that it's immediately engaging so again I'm I'm already planning what I want to do and, and again this eco-military idea of going okay well I'm using the eco as the early stuff mm. so once I start getting past the early game I can start just murdering all the eco the, the eco warrior people it doesn't matter and start boost and keeping my military high yeah because that's what I want to come in at the end yeah. Um, so yeah it looks like there's a lot of depth to it yeah while it's still being a fairly simple system yeah enough to be at least it wasn't complicated yeah um, combos and interactions maybe but but he's... actually on the whole from everything I saw and they've already started planning around that. Yep. He said he's going to put up a big thing on his website about this how this card interacts with every other card. <sighs> Click, boom, done. You know exactly what it is. Right. And you've got a, basically a massive rule deck. Rather than being See, all in now, a massive fax, you've I, just got a thing. The, the conversation I had over and over and over and over and over and over and over over the weekend with the tournament organiser for Dice Masters yeah. is that whiz kids need to get off their arse and do that. Yes. Because well, they need to do one of two things. They need to get off their arse and write coherent rules. Yeah. Or 
make a massive document that includes all this shit. Yeah. Now, if he's already planning to do that, this yeah. game could could go to big tournament yeah. level scenes. Because he's, um, he's set it up for... Well, you're not going to argue about that because on the website says yes. this. Let me be clear. And misinterpreting rules is one of the things that can kill games or at least make them very frustrating. Yes. And that was exactly his point. He said he's had... It's only it's been very rare, but he's, only, he's had a couple of people misread what's on the card type of thing and go, "Well, we must do this surely." Um, the, I think of these comparison was the uh, death card. There is a one you need huge amounts of um, affluence and yeah. influence to actually take it, uh, get it off, so you know it's coming. Um, but you play it, and that other character goes down to zero on all their power bases. Yeah. And but if somebody has the riot shield, it protects them for one power. So if they, they can't die, basically. Yeah. They've got something protecting them for a little bit. They're only on one health afterwards, but they're still alive. Mm-hmm. Somebody else misread uh, that as well. No, it goes past that as well. That does the protection right. more. Which you can kind of see. Yeah. But it was like it was just slightly misinterpretation. went, yes, yeah, so I just thought, oh, well, I better make sure that's all covered on the website then. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, cool. That's brilliant. That's fantastic. That, that, yeah, that's beautiful. That's exactly what every single card... People, anyone else that's listening to this from other companies, learn from this idea. <laughs> yeah. Please, um, it's exactly what is necessary. Yeah. If you've got a team writing rules and play testing, yeah, make a record of every time something like this comes up. Yeah. Store it, make it readable, put it on the website, yeah. make it accessible. Yeah. Even if you just send it to tournament organisers and judges, it's still something that needs to exist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just looking at um, the oligarchy Kickstarter page. Yeah. Um, it's got 26 days to go at time of recording so you yep. have 19 days left by the time this comes out because uh, we record a week in advance because Aaron edits really slowly because because I have a life um, <laughs> no you don't <laughs> shut up so, the internet know, doesn't know that you posted a video on the internet of you kiss, kissing a cat today yeah how's that not having a life was you like a real face <laughs> <laughs> See, uh, when you're not here, that's how he talks to me. Yeah. Oh, well, you are quite fuzzy. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. Um, it's got 26 days to go, and it's already at 60% of its goal. It's more than doubled over the expo. Yeah. Which is great. And yeah. again, um, Gary and his lovely other half mm-hmm. uh, were really, really nice, really welcoming and really, really enthusiastic about the game and yeah. what they're trying to achieve. And a lot of my fears of collectible card games, the you spend all your money and you never get a good card. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was talking about... Um, increasing increasing the, sort of the, the drop rate, if you yeah. like, yeah, yeah, the yeah. rare cards. Um, <laughs> yeah, he basically, I think what he was saying he did is he um, he took the magic pricing and the magic the gathering rates because that's that's your industry standard. Yeah. Um, you know, you're talking about massive multiplayer online games. You refer to World of Warcraft as your yeah. standard. This is magic. Uh, and he dropped the price from three fifty to three pounds. Yeah. Even number, pretty good. And he doubled the chances for rarities. Yeah. So where you might have a five percent chance to get a re- like a super rare legendary whatever the fuck it's called a magic card. Yeah. Uh, you've now got a ten percent chance. Yes. Yeah. Um, which is nice. Um, yeah. I think it helps because yeah, the, the the box that he's saying if you don't want to get into the collectible aspect, everything in the starter box it gives you four decks mm-hmm. and. You can play out of that. It's all balanced. Everything yeah. is fine. It is a game in and of itself. And yeah. then you can add extra stuff on later. Yes. And you can play more than 
two players because magic is all two all players. Two player, yeah. There are lots of variant rules for oh, yeah, two-headed, giant. two-headed giant, commander, other things that are going straight over Brian's head. Yeah. Um, they all came massively later or weren't we quite did. thought about. No. It's like, how can we jimmy this in? Yes. Whereas, but the standard players too are. It's it is, it is, it is yeah. a dueling game. Yeah. Whereas this is isn't you could play it. We had small people. It's fine. Yeah. You have a table full of you. All play different decks. See, I didn't play. know that. I assumed it was designed as a one-on-one thing. No, that's stunning. There's loads of cards that say every other player or every player Ooh, does this. Exciting yes. times. Okay. Yeah. So um, we could all play together because that's the thing. We've been talking a lot about dice masters. Yes. It's one on one. Yeah. So if we're going to play enjoyable. Dice Masters, yeah. It ha- you have to have an even number of people. Yeah. And, yeah. and I'm going to play Joe while Colin plays Aaron. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then we might swap round. But actually, we're all playing together. We're all interacting. And then you start getting alliances, schemes. Right. Yeah. Joe's winning because that's probably what's going to happen. Yeah, yeah. Let's all gang up on him and smack him down. So we, we have the bit we all really enjoy about these kind of games. Yes. We, we love we, a bit of a competitive element. We yeah. love a bit of, tri- of alliance and breaking thereof. And yeah. Mm. Yeah. It, uh, I, I really do think that this game's got promise. Yes. Um, Hugely so. It's a really hard scene to get into. Very much. But from talking to him and and looking at the cards and the, the quality of them. Yeah, well. that's what I mean. I mean, there's a nice dark sense of humour. The artwork's lovely. Again, like you said, the scene fall out and balance. He's you you get some cards that are for for different factions, some that are just one faction. Yeah. He's colour coded everything, yeah. so you don't have to look for. Is it a flash? Is it an instant? No, like, is it okay, this? Cool, it's a yellow one. It's a red one. It's a blue one. Fine. Yeah. I mean, he said, he said, you know, tough luck if you're colour blind. So I cried. Um, <laughs> I'm slightly colour blind, so occasionally I get uh, yeah. thrown off with these but kind of things. It's written on there as well, so you've got. It is. It is. Yeah. Um, I mean, I looked at one and went, oh, you've got the yellow ones and the crap yellow ones. Because <laughs> I thought they were beige, but they weren't beige, they were something else. And I was just like, well, I can tell the difference at least. Yeah. Um, so that was good. Yeah, and going back to the point, I, was, I started making Rob Hack the Thing, which is all leading to this quite hardy. This has brought back my enthusiasm for collectible card games a little bit. Yes. I would be happy to go out and buy booster packs and stuff for this. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't feel put out by doing it. Whereas even with Dice Masters, which I have enjoyed... I have enjoyed buying the booster packs and picking them up and stuff, and I had that slight addiction. They've all got to come with it again. Yeah. I think, I think to me, it's the artwork and stuff particularly. That's the thing I always got from Magic when I was doing the collectible yes. aspects. It's like, oh, I've never seen that card before. That's stunning. And his cards. Yeah, there's some really nice things. As I said, you had that team of thirty artists. Yeah. There is a unified style. There is. Yep. And there's lots of little jokes and little quirks yeah. in the, the pictures, like the elephant stampede that crushes your opponent's line. If you look very carefully, there's a bloody arm sticking up from under the elephant. Yeah. It's just like a little, it's a little tiny I mean, detail. Yeah. But it shows a, a level of attention to detail yeah. and a, th- a level of thinking that a lot of games don't have. Yeah. Yeah, I, again, I would, in, in this regard, compare it to Netrunner, because I think Netrunner does a good job of doing that, mm, being yeah. consistent with its art. Yes, yeah. Um, yeah, it is a failing of Dice Masters, I will admit, but it's completely unavoidable with the style of game and the licenses they're using. Of course, yeah. So, just something you accept. You yes. can't make your D&D cards look like your um, Marvel cards and your Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle cards, because yeah. they're just different things. Yeah. So... Yeah, so what we'll do as well, again, we'll pop a link down to the Kickstarter and Twitter and all that jazz, yeah, yeah. Um, because I'm going to back this, 
talking about it again has got me re-excited, so yeah. I'm going to back this. Yeah. Um, and therefore, I want other people to back it so I can get lovely stretch goals and all that shiny stuff. Yeah. Well, I think we're That's all, what we want. The three of us, at least, are definitely looking at it. Colin... Yeah. Colin, oh. Colin's views were. Colin more... doesn't buy games. Yeah, he, <laughs> Colin... sorry, that's not gonna. No, no, <laughs> yes, no, yeah. Colin, he said to me afterwards, like, I really enjoy the game, but it's a collectible thing, and I can't, I can't. Yeah, he, he's he... not a collectible person. No. which. But we could buy. Even if... Netrunner puts him off, and even if he knows what he's picking up, he's, even that puts him off. If he you want to yes. try it, it's like twenty or twenty-five pounds for a box with four decks. You could play a four-player yeah. game happily out of that. Yeah. And there's, there, there looks to be loads of fun. You could then start buying more if you like. You can buy extra bits. Um, if you're you thinking, actually, you know, I know I'm really into my, my collectible card games. There is retailer options, so you could persuade your friendly local gaming store to stock it. Mm-hmm. Especially if you know, right, I'm going to buy it. Then I'm going to want to start buying booster packs. Yeah, you know, talk to them. Yeah. Um, that's the kind of thing that will can make or break a game is actually the level of support it gets. Yeah, on a wider sense, to Definitely. me, it's it's a great game. Yeah, I want to play more of it. Yes. yes. Now, for the, I mean, as as a last sort of point on it, for those like just thinking now, for those people that enjoy, say, for the people like Colin. Yeah. Um, that don't want a collectible card game. I mean, he likes card games. Yeah. I've got a couple like the Warhammer Four K Conquest, and yeah. stuff like that. That we have a lot of fun playing. As it the way it's done, you could if you've got this box and between your your group you've all settled on. Well, I like running these, and I like running these, and I yeah. like running these. Group up together, buy a bunch of cards, and. If you've divided the factions up in a way that everyone's happy with the two they've got out of yeah. the eight, and there's four of you, dive divide the cards up by faction, and, and yeah. you know you you can mitigate the collectible elements yeah. a Good bit. Um, I would like to see something happen to potentially mitigate it entirely. Yeah, uh, I mentioned this to Brian earlier, actually, saying that if you expansions will happen. Yeah, of if, if it takes off, this will get. More sets of cards. It will get more boosters. Now, and quite rightly. Yes, definitely. Yeah. But as as a well, I want I want to buy the box, and I want the other stuff. But I don't want to buy boosters. I don't like having all this excess stuff. I don't want all of that in there. Yeah. You know, you you release wave two, with the new set of boosters. Mm. When you do that, release a box set of, game of wave one. Yeah. They're not the cards everyone's after anymore. You're not necessarily hit impacting your revenue and stuff, I wouldn't yeah, have yeah. thought. Um, make it the same price as the original game. Yeah. Buy this, you get enough cards for everyone to play, even if they're one or two of. I don't know what the max in the deck is. It's not something I asked about, actually. Yeah. Um, but as a way of those people that don't like the idea of collectible games having a way of being behind, because they're not embracing the collectible side of it, but not losing out. Yeah. Because I think that is something where it's been they've mitigated it by having this starter box, but I think that needs to continue. Yeah. Um, to attract the board gaming community as a whole. Yeah. Um, so I would like to see something like a whether it be a wave or what cycle or whatever you, you're calling your rotations of yeah. cards coming out. Something in there that allows people that don't want to buy boosters to keep caught up. Cool. Yeah. 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 So, someone else we talked to was the lovely people at Battleboard Games who are unleashing. Go on, Aaron, I know you want to say it. Arcane Blaster Casters. Mm. Yes. Mm, 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 mm. Can you say it, Joe? Well, Arcane Blaster Casters. Yeah, because I'd struggle with Arcane Blaster Casters and I had to really think. Um, <laughs> here's our interview. 
Oh. oh, so yeah, this is our game, Arcane Blaster Casters. It's an arena game for up to eight wizards, where you're all running about this arena, shooting off wild, silly spells at each other. Now, the interesting thing we have with this game is a spell construction. You generally construct the spell out of three cards of your hand or six. And each card has three sides so that you can combine three to have a start, middle and end. So for example, the three cards I've got here, you can have a volatile glowing lump. <laughs> that's kind of disgusting, it's also a bit funny. And it's also incredibly deadly. Um, each, each card, as I say, has three sides to it, so that you could uh, rearrange these three to create an entirely different spell. So now it turns into a putrid expanding light, and the effects on that spell are completely different from the last one, using the same three cards. And then you could do it once more, to have like a shiny, shiny rotting explosion. <laughs> that's our thing, yeah. Nice. So that's, yeah. The, that's the core um, gameplay of our game. Um, so, the wizards go in rounds just firing off their missiles at each other until there's only one player left. And there's a thing that we're really pushing for this is that there's no real player elimination. So when a wizard is uh, taken to below zero hit points, they roll their health dice, which is a d20. In a normal game it starts at 20, so when they roll their d20 when it gets down to 20, uh, zero, they refer to the table at the back there, and that has a wild variety of effects that they can then inflict on everyone, depending on the number they get. Uh, once they resolve that, flip their token over, they're now a slime. They can't win the game anymore, but they can still act. Uh, they still have a limited spell list, only two cards with which they can cast one. And if they manage to kill one of the living players, they come back to life and they're in the game again. Okay, okay. that's really cool. Yeah. Okay, so, so it's a never-ending cycle of... Wizards and slime. Well, if you're the last player alive at the end of a round and everyone else is slimes, you're the winner. Okay, cool. It's just, uh, you know, we put that in so nobody will be sitting there twiddling their thumbs for half an hour. Yeah, it's something I absolutely hate because I'm not yeah. that good um, at, at certain anything. things. And then, yeah, you end up sat there going, oh, you guys gang up on me. Yeah, those a little bit. Two, those two pick on me. Because yeah. I'm the most handsome, witty and erudite member of the uh, podcast. Stop being the host. Um, so I'm going to that straight away. <laughs> Thank you. Um, Stop buying Yeah, so they pick on me and then I sit there gently weeping into my beard. So, yeah, it sounds really cool. I like that. Um, so what's the plan with the game once you've sort of demoed yeah. and shown people? Yeah, so we've come here to just drum up excitement, really. And, you know, we've had loads over the past few days and it's been great. And, um, yeah, we're hoping to keep that excitement going as we're posting on Twitter and Facebook quite a lot now so we're aiming to get a kickstarter up by the end of the month Excellent. there's a lot to do so that might be optimistic but that's the plan <laughs> this awesome. is your first game this is our first game yeah we've got a few more in the works but none of them are anywhere close to being this ready what was it that inspired you to make this particular game what was it that went, you went wizards and slime so like the pair of us just really like sort of chaotic games where you know you're really just trying to manage the chaos in it and yeah, like um, the whole ethos of our company right now is that we're doing conflict-driven games, as with the uh, battle board games. That's part of the name of it. So yeah, it's just um, really want to drive home this idea of managing chaos whilst you're all just trying to run at each other and destroy each other, whilst having a laugh. You know, lethal but funny. <laughs> so it's one of those kind of games where you're going to be screwing people over. And... Yeah alliances against the, the pretty one yes <laughs> in no way is it a serious deep tactical game you know this is just meant to be a bit of a fun 
light-hearted. Everyone's having a laugh. Yeah. Everyone's killing each other, and they're all loving it. Sort of thing. What's the What's the, the, the best thing that's happened to you in the game? Well, I don't know about the best thing, but yesterday when we were playing this game, I managed to get a spell off which was alcoholic shaking goblins. There's just an image of these goblins that are sort of, you know, going cold turkey, just sort of shivering amongst themselves. I'm like the best thing ever. Yeah. Well, thank you for thank you for the interview. All right. Cheers. Thank you. Now, Joe, you didn't actually get a chance to look at that at the expo. No. What, what do you think from listening to the uh, interview? Having listened to the interview, it's, it sounds interesting. It yeah. sounds very much like another game that I thought sounded good. Is that the Mount Skulls Fire Wizards of Dueling Doom thing that yes. I can't quite remember? No, I can't, but no, that's yeah. exactly the game. Um, yes. But with no elimination. Yes. Yay. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that that sounded interesting. It sounded a decent amount of silly. Yes. While not, because when games are too silly, I get bored, or yeah. I don't. Yeah. Don't feel like I want to play it. it. It's the same way. Colin's not a big fan of collectible games. You're not a big fan of that sort of slightly too no, silly partier game. I, like I, I can't stand Terry Pratchett books. Yeah. Because they're trying too hard to be funny. Okay. Uh, okay. I don't, I don't see that, but no, I, 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 I get what you say. I agree where you're coming from, though. I just don't like it. I like serious fantasy. That, that puts yeah. where your your silly level is therefore lower than ours because we like something. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah, that, no, but, that's fine. But, yeah. but and that's also a perfect example of it. Yeah. yeah. Um, but this doesn't seem too silly. No. It seems entertaining. Well, it seems. I said this to um, the thing. So the the art style and the things on it, it reminds very much of Adult Swim stuff okay. so very silly but adult silly yes if that makes which sense which is different to not by, they're not crude or anything like that if that makes uh, sense they're not got like big friendly. giant bombs yeah but it's it, it's but, but it, inte- well it's intelligent yes yeah. yes that's better uh, you, word for it yeah, yeah you, you have comedy that you have um, you can have very silly comedy it's the black out of wordplay stuff yes with silly bits in there but enough clever references and I see what you did there to make it good yeah Yeah. and the guys have obviously I mean you know you said they were talking about how it was fun yeah it was fun uh, funny and they've obviously they're they're deliberately pitching to that level yeah they were nice people yeah they were Um, they were quite engaging to talk to yeah and therefore to me that that if they're aiming for a fun game in that way being fun people yeah um because i'm the other way if a game is too serious i get i feel really awkward when we sit there and we're playing a game we've talked about this before as well yeah where you're sat there and you're just silent portal yeah yeah portal the portal the portal board game is a great example we we may not have talked about this on the podcast maybe in a game no yeah we were just talking about Portal is meant to be funny. Portal games are funny. Yeah. And then we play the Portal game and we sit in silence because we're all trying to work. Strategizing. And that's that's fine up to a point, but you know me, I'll start making jokes or talking to people or drumming on the table Mm -hmm. or putting on music. I'll... I want in. I play games to interact with people, yeah, not to yeah. do. And this is why some of the Euro games, as well, I'm not a huge fan of. Where yeah. I have 
my bit of card with my little game going on and you all have your thing and then we see who's gamed the best separately yeah I like stuff where at least I can go well Joe is doing that so I'm going to take this I I have to have some you, kind of interaction you don't between be, players yeah you don't want to be playing competitive Skyrim yeah yeah I'm yeah. going to go sit on my own and do this and see if I can get further than oh, you I got to level 86 but you only got to level oh, yes, 72 but, yeah. but I slapped that dragon from a left to right direction and it dropped a different thing yeah, to you yeah but I threw another bear off a cl- yeah I don't know exactly yeah. so. fuck off I want, I want to interact with the people yeah. Yeah. And why would you sit round a table with your friends and then not talk to them yeah yeah um, and this seems to have and again, we talked just earlier about being eliminated, me sitting in a corner and being unhappy. Yes. Or not wanting to knock out, because I'm going, oh, play this really great game, and then I'm going to knock you out and you're going to miss half the game. And yeah. you go, that was shit, I don't want to play that again. Yeah. You still get to join in. Yeah, you still yeah. get to be part of the game. And you can get bring yourself back from the brink, kill someone else, turn them into a slime, and you're back in the game. Yeah. Yeah, now that... Awesome. That appeals. Now... Yeah. Yeah, that, that appeals to me. Um... Again, as the more competitive member, yeah. uh, I sit there kind of going, oh, if I'm knocked out but I can still participate. Now, Colin is the sort of person, I think, that would go, <laughs> I can fuck with people. Yeah, same here. If I can mess somebody's game up one. Oh, I didn't win, so neither will you. I yeah. would immediately, the person that's picked on me and knocked yep. me out, I would be like, well, I shall have my revenge upon you. Yeah. But and I'm pointing at Joe on purpose because it's always him. Yeah. But being able to bring yourself back into the game gives, it a gives you a reason to continue giving a shit yeah. as opposed to each turn going, I'm still participating, but yeah. oh, it's my turn. Oh, I fling a tiny goblet of goo at, at, at Brian. Yeah. Because it might disrupt him slightly. I'm still participating, but I'm no yeah. longer having fun. I think there is. This is. There's almost the three steps of elimination, forced participation, almost where yeah. you've been eliminated, but you still are forced to yeah. sit and do something, and then actually having a valid reason, still being yeah. able to win. Which, which this sounds like it has, yeah. which is beautiful. Because again, sometimes for something like say, let's take a, a well-known game like Settlers of Catan. Yeah, you mm. play Settlers of Catan. I've sometimes got half an hour into a two-hour game of Settlers and gone. I can't actually win. Yeah. I can't get the things I need. Yeah. I'm not going to be win. I'm still influencing the game. I'm still participating. I'm still interacting, but I'm not going to be the one to win. Now you can have some fun going. Well, to piss Joe off, I'm going to make Aaron win, and yeah. I shall help him out. But actually, in this, you can still win up until that final moment where, in fact, if, if the last person is a wizard and everyone else is a slime, any of the slimes that kill the wizard they'll become a wizard he'll become well, no, a slime if everybody else is already a slime then that wizard's one. Oh shit yeah <laughs> but you get down to the last jewel the last couple on, bits yeah and yeah. you oh, could actually yeah. you could influence it in some well, way you, yeah. you, if, if you and Brian are the last two wizards and you're battling away and then me and Colin go wouldn't this be fun boom oh, now we're wizards yeah completely changing the game yes yeah. Um, I like the idea of making up your own spells because yes. you could play really serious and be like what is the most optimum thing or you could go haha I'm doing my, um, what's it alcoholic shaking goblins yes and you're you're having fun in a different way because you're making up ridiculous images there's a kind of storytelling kind yeah. of thing there yeah. so it, it's a game that I can play the way I want to and Brian can play the way he wants to at the same time yeah I can I can go haha this this plus this plus this mechanically is wonderful and yeah. you can go, yeah, but I'm throwing alcoholic goblins at you with Alzheimer's. No, the other one. Shake, shake the shakes. Yes. 
Um, withdrawal symptoms, no disease, just withdrawal. Yeah. <laughs> Parkinson's, that's the one I was after. Drunk Parkinson's goblin. So, what I like is the fact that we're actually excited about it. Yeah. It's interesting. It, it sparked a part of my imagination with their explanation and watching the game working and that kind of thing. It was interesting. Yeah, and I've become excited through association. Yeah. Now, this is something that might not happen for some of the other games you might talk about. Uh, probably for half of them, I reckon. You'll go, oh, this, this, and this. And I'll go, nah, sounds great. Yeah. yeah. Um, because, again, we all it's a nice thing. We all enjoy different stuff. Yes. Um, but this, again, is a very... It, you could have quite a diverse gaming group that will all enjoy what's going on. Yeah. So... I was just... When they were playing it while we were doing the interview, I did have to... Stop myself from going. What's going on? There's loads. Of, oh, this looks really funny. What's, what's this? That. But yeah, it's really yeah engaging yeah. in from an outside perspective. And they were lovely. We keep saying this, but they were nice people that were really excited about their game. And I'm one of those people. I feel like you're saying you're incited by yeah. association. I get enthused by other people's enthusiasm. Yeah. If someone goes, oh, you should you should do this because... And they're, they're excited. I go, oh, well, they're having an emotional reaction to something. Yeah. Maybe I can get me some of that. Yeah, yeah. yeah quite possibly why I've managed to get you guys at least semi-interested in Dice Masters. It's just yeah, to yeah, shut yeah. you up, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Either way, Brian. Um, yes, no, it's, but it's good. It's good. Yeah, you, you feed off of, yeah, of that. Especially that when it's thing. genuine. Yeah. Yes. It's, I love that. Oh, play this because it's great. You kind of go, oh, this is off. the one thing I really liked about the UK Games Expo is that because you've got the actual developers themselves for introducing the games it's like like we did with uh, you know Load and Required it's like this is this is something we've created we love this play it wanting more of it just see it then and you get excited because they're passionate and there's a reason yeah. they're passionate but they're great. also you don't like because we do this and I'm passionate about this and if someone asks me about games yeah I'll get really excited and say oh we've done this and yeah we've done that yeah. and we, we want to hear from people but you don't walk up to a stranger in the street and go, listen to my podcast, the same way they don't go, play my game. Yeah. It's an excuse for everyone to geek out and yeah, be really yeah. excited. Yes, and I mean, something I found myself doing at the weekend was I was walking around, and a couple of times, uh, like with the game you bought that looks really awesome, Yeah. Um, we went, ooh, ooh, oh, it's not theirs, they're just selling it, don't care. Yeah. Not don't care about the game, but I don't want to talk to them about it. Yeah, yeah. Because it's not their game. Yeah. yeah. Um, we met a lovely person that was doing um, intro games to different stuff. Yes. But I had no interest in doing intro games and learning games because I wanted to talk to the people making them. I wanted to see that that passion yeah. behind the game. And yeah. this is a level of access that you don't get in a lot of other hobbies or entertainment no. industries yeah. or things like that. Yeah, definitely. Um, I have found with um, some of the writers that I like, yeah, yeah. Um, especially those published sort of by indie presses and things, that there is that level of access. Yeah. Um, and that's nice. I would argue the reason you might get that is because it's, again, it's a slightly less mainstream thing. Yes. Um, where there is still a lot of passion around the subject. Yeah. Yeah. Computer games nowadays, you're not going to go talk to the people who made Gears of War. You're not going to do any of that stuff. And also, a lot of them, 
Colin's little insights into this of yeah. what did you do? Oh, I sat there and made four thousand trays. Yeah. I'm yeah. the guy who does the knees. I'm just shit hot at knees. <laughs> every yeah. character's knee over a four year period. Now do you know yeah. what? I don't I don't want to talk to those people. No. And, and something's gotten it's gotten so big that it doesn't really matter anymore. Yeah. Right? Elbows is where it's at. Obviously. Oh, yeah. 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 Imagine yeah. being the buttocks guy. <laughs> I, I want to do the guy. Well, I've seen Colin do with the guy? his goblin. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the saggy breasts, man. Yeah. But it's this is it and and so you've, you're in a, a genre an area a part of a hobby that allows you to go oh look you, you, you two three six people made a game cool yeah. talk to us about it it's a personal thing like you said about yeah. the evolution of cards in oligarchy yeah it, you've just got that lovely personal element to it yeah um, um, we watched the shut up and sit down Podcast. Yes, they did live on the Friday. They did another one on the Saturday. Yeah, um, I had a little chat with Matt Lees at one point. Yeah, who was absolutely lovely. Uh, I kind of ambushed him on his way <laughs> to his hotel room because he was tired. Yeah, I was there for that. You were there. Yeah. yeah, you had no idea who he was. No, I was like, oh, Brian's talking to a man that seems very important, and I was tired and didn't want to go. Like, because you went, oh who yeah, no, I'm not you. I was going, Brian, who's this guy? Who are you? What do you do? Are you important? Um, he seemed important. You seemed to care. But, um, yeah, it it was it was nice. That obviously, you had that kind of access and everyone yeah. was being quite nice and yeah, happy word, to talk. This, yeah, this thing. I mean, we had this with Edgelit as well. Uh, but I have, again, because oh, I've been to MCM and I've been to... Um, Comic Con you went to? Yeah, yeah. Comic Con and oh. I've been to the, the, the game, the store, expo thing where they sell games and stuff. And that you don't get... Thrilling, mate. Yeah, it was. Um, you don't get access even to the people who create content and a lot of them are just lovely like, yeah, well, you want to talk to us, cool. Yeah. Awesome, I love talking to people. Um, but I find, especially at these, this event and the other one as well but particularly this one like I said Matt Lees was more than happy to sit down and have a chat with John Robertson was more than happy to yeah. come have a conversation and a couple of beers with us it wasn't a yes I need to do this for publishing it was like yeah cool that sounds like an awesome idea and was just having a natural conversation with us I know it seems silly because these are people who have got very little time and could be quite easily going sorry I've got better things to do which I completely understand but then more than happy to take the time to talk to you. Yeah, you, you have that, like you again with the Shut Up Sit Down podcast, which yeah. isn't something I've watched or done much about. Because um, it's not your thing. I don't think it's that. I just don't really pay attention to podcasts. And well, they're, they're more of a review site and videos and yeah, stuff. They, they yeah. do a podcast every sort of yeah. month or Where, so. Be, if I want a review on a board game, I generally ask you, Brian. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not something I listen to. I used to listen to a League of Legends one, but that, that kind of stopped and degraded, so I popped, and I haven't really bothered with podcasts mm. since, apart yeah. from doing this one with yeah. you guys. <laughs> Um, we kept seeing them about the expo. Yeah. yeah, I did talk very briefly with Paul and Quinns at yeah. one point. Never spotted Pip, but she's very small, so she probably was there. <laughs> um, but you know, even those sorts of people, um, Joe, when you walked into the Dice Masters thing, people knew who you were. Um, yeah, the first person that I spoke to that wasn't you guys. Yeah. Um, which was uh, Chris Brit Roller Six. Yeah. Um, I walked over with you guys to pick up tickets and everything, and then when are oh, you get to go and have fun? I have to wait an hour before I can go yeah. go tournament. 
And as I was walking back to the car to get my Dice Master stuff, he went, oh, Joe. And I was like, I am tired. Who are you? <laughs> yeah. I've had less than an hour and a half sleep. Um, yeah, yeah and, and that's it. And throughout the thing, because um, I was wearing a crit- my Critical Tips Friend of Podcast t-shirt. Thank you, thank you. Um, I had a few people going, oh, I listened to that. One guy was going, oh, I was getting all my stuff ready yesterday. And I sat and listened to your pod- podcast. And, awesome. And the amount of people that have said, oh, we listened to the one that you did for Nationals Prep, and then went back and listened to the first intro one as well. Yeah. Uh, now these people that already played Ice Masters, and yeah. the fact they've obviously enjoyed it enough to go back and listen, exactly. which, is, which is nice. And yes, I, I felt slightly internet famous for yeah. a couple of days because people recognised me either just from the Facebook yeah. groups yeah. or from being on the podcast. So yeah, and was, it, it was awesome. And it's it's a nice, pleasant thing. So just to round off this episode, this has been our episode on things that we really like that don't exist yet that you me should get too. behind. Yeah, yes. Just, just with things like like this, people are so nice and run by passion and enthusiasm that you know if you're you look at oligarchy and you're not sure, send them an email. Yeah. If you want to talk to the people behind Lantern about what it's actually about and get it from the horse's mouth, yeah. send them a tweet. Everybody's been so responsive and yeah. so excited to talk to people that um, you know get involved. If you're that kind of person, if you're not, don't 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 fucking bother. Well, yeah, um, <laughs> this is but, the thing. I'm not that kind of person, and I felt comfortable enough to go. Can I talk to you about this thing? Or um, I mean, it's like I was, there was a game being played across the table, and it was one evening. Yeah, that yeah. I, had, I looked at, and it looked a bit dull. The box, but the game has been told really cool. And because I'd had such a day of people being really pleasant, really nice, I felt comfortable enough, and again, I'm not that sort of person, mm. to go up to them and go, is that any fun? And have a quick chat with them. I happened to be lovely people from the Rolling Dice podcast. Excellent. And we had a quick chat about things, and again, absolutely lovely people. Yeah. We talked about playing a game with that family on the first night, because yeah. we had these giant round tables, which we had one, and they were at a bit of a premium for the the open yeah. gaming on the Thursday night. Yeah. So we just they were looking round. So we shuffled over and said, "You see the other half of the table." They were then playing Quarriers, and Joe was paying more attention to what they were doing <laughs> than our own game that we were playing because it's, it's a bit like Dice Masters. Yeah, but it's not the same quite. designer. Yes, and it's I think they made Quarriers, and Wizkids went make us a massive collectible version of this, and we shall roll around in money like <laughs> horny dragons. Um, <laughs> So I'm talking about family, and I've just mentioned horny dragons, and those two aren't linked. It's made me uncomfortable. Um, and then we were playing a game, and they were like, "Oh, can we? Yeah, what, what, what's that?" And we were like, "Let's play!" And we played a game with strangers, and well, think, it was awesome. They, and we had they, a great time. They yeah. had played before, so we had the four of us and the four of them, and we we played what three round, three four rounds, yeah. where we had us v them, and then half of them and half of us yeah. versus the others, and it, yeah. it was really good. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was a really, really nice start to what was a brilliant weekend. Yeah. Talking to a chap named Dan, who was there with yeah. the, the family friends um, that he had sort of met up with. He stayed back, we chatted. His expo experience was completely different to ours. Yes. He saw the dark room. Yeah. Um, he went to the halls for a little bit and he did the starship simulator that we're going to talk about in our second episode because yeah. that was great, apart yes. from if you were Colin when you got bullied. Um <laughs> But he spent most of the weekend playing Pathfinder games yeah. with other people. We didn't do any of that this year because we were too busy doing running around interviewing people and yeah. stuff. If we hadn't been doing that, we would have had time yeah. to maybe have a go. Yeah. But his, his expo experience was built around playing Pathfinder with 
other people. Yeah. And he, we talked to him, we saw him again right at the end, and he had a great weekend. Yeah. And it's what you can make of it. Yeah. You can, if you want, talk directly to the people. If you want to play test a load of games because you want to know what to get or you've only got a small budget and you want to get the right game yeah. um, or you've got a huge budget and you want to buy everything but you don't want to buy everything, everything. Yeah. You can do that. If you're there for tabletop role play, you can do that. If you're there to play tournament games like Joe, you can do that. Yeah. It's so big that there's something for everyone who's interested in different aspects of the overarching tabletop gaming hobby and if you can go and do the three days and to be honest I'd recommend doing the three days if you yeah. can afford it if you can afford a hotel book in advance they get expensive yeah um, yeah. I might book next week if we know what the date is for next year <laughs> definitely we can live in the Hilton yeah like kings it, look rubbish anyway yeah, yeah our hotel um, was nice yes it was very nice but I I think that you, you can do a bit of everything Mm. I went and played tournaments um, last year. I booked in to play War Machine tournaments. I did a uh, did a Numenera brief thing with yeah. you guys. Uh, I didn't see the dark room sadly, uh, but I did this year and it was wicked. But yeah. yeah, so you can do you can mix and match everything. Yeah, yeah. If you go for the three days, you can you could play tournaments. You can do some game uh, Pathfinder role play any role play stuff. It's just yeah. really nice to have such a wealth of options. Yeah. But enough of everything to go, I want to do this one thing, I can go and spend at least a couple of days doing this one thing. Yeah. Or you can do what we did, do a little bit of everything. Yeah. And yeah, it's great. So that was our, the first part of our Games Expo roundup. roundup. Yeah. And as we've just said, there's so much to do, this is taking more than one episode. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because, yeah, we, we found so much stuff that was just awesome. Uh, so please tune in next time. Uh, because we're going to go more into some of the the things that are available now <laughs> rather than the, the stuff for the future yeah um which we've done first because you know we want you to know as as, as much yeah. time in advance to decide if you're going to kickstart or things like that well and it gives people a chance to as well, we believe you should go kickstart all three of these they're brilliant yeah yeah um, we're probably gonna is the the zappy magey thing kickstart as well it, he did say in the thing um, it's kickstarting soon cool um, yeah so obviously if you like this, the idea of any of the games that we've talked about yeah hit them up on Twitter check out their websites we'll pop the links below so that yeah. you can access those really easily if you like what we do uh, then please feel free to like share and or subscribe because it makes us happy when you do that kind of thing yeah um, and as a personal bit from me, um, obviously we'll be doing our Nationals coverage episode, yeah. uh, which I'm quite looking forward to. Uh, hopefully a few interviews and stuff in there. In the meantime, I we've mentioned uh, Brick Roller 6, um, who has a, his own little sort of WordPress blog site. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to be writing a article for him about my experiences over the weekend and cool. for, mostly based around the Dice Masters stuff yeah. Yeah. Dice Masters blog yeah. um, what I'll do is I'll I'll get the tweets to chuck a link in the description yeah and um, yeah if you, if you just can't wait to hear about nationals and how building a team on a whim at two o'clock in the morning isn't necessarily the smartest move you can make um, <laughs> spoilers Joe <laughs> go go give the article a read um, I, I promise to be 10% funnier than I've been this evening <laughs> excellent well we edit you anyway so you'll, have, you'll probably end up like 
20% because some, some of your jokes are rude. The, the, uh... <laughs> what I would say is if you've got any Dice Masters related questions for Joe. Yes. Or if you've got any more UK Games Expo based questions, we can cover those later on Definitely. as well at the end of that. Yep. But if you've got any specific Dice Masters questions for Joe, then then let us know, pop a comment, uh, tweet at us, etc., etc. You'll find all the links around the thing. Yeah. Um, but let us know because as we were saying that access that interaction is what the gaming industry the board gaming industry the tabletop gaming industry thrives on yes, so we want to hear definitely. from you we want to answer your questions I mean then we I've, don't have to make awkward small talk about jam <laughs> I, I've made plenty of friends over this weekend um, I've acquired at least eight or so Facebook friends uh, from various Dice Masters groups and things that I've briefly spoken to on the internet before yeah um, but yeah, the, it it that's it. The the community for this kind of thing is fantastic. Yeah, there is no issues at these things yeah. going on. Um, and I can't remember the last time I went to any kind of event and didn't have someone being a twat. Yes. Yeah, so uh, this has been part one of the UK Gaming Expo Special 2016. Yep. Um, I've been Brian Ennis. I've been Aaron Vinsky. And I've been Joe Lewin. And we have replaced Colin with a cat. He's been very good because she hasn't tried to jump in. Yes, or has make contribu- rude remarks. It's cool. Uh, has, ju- has contributed more positive content than Colin. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's racist. <laughs> there we go. No one said it. Um, yeah, so... As, as I just said, um, if you like what we do, please like, share and subscribe. Uh, please hit us up with your, your questions, um, anything like that. We've got so much stuff to get through, loads of games to review, loads of things to talk about. Yeah. Um, it's been a really great experience. So we hope you join us next time uh, where we'll tell you about the rest of what we got up to over the weekend. Yeah. Uh, until then, uh, we've been the Critical Twits. Goodbye. Bye. Just say bye, it's fine. I don't want to. <laughs>